welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie, welcome back. Hey, Bryant, thanks. So we're back. We we kept our promise. We aren't taking a six-month break after the last <laughs> episode. <laughs> we had a fun time getting back into things, and we've got another fun episode today. Rasputin was our last topic. Uh, thanks for joining us with that episode. Today we've got a little different one. We've talked about ancient Egypt a little bit here a few times. King Scorpion, uh, mummies, anything yes. else? Yep. Um... Nothing in particular. Well, that's what we're hitting on today. Uh, Khonshu or, or Khans or Kenshu is the a moon god, um, to kind of put him uh, lightly, mainly known recently, especially recently because of the Moon Knight show that stars uh, Oscar Isaac. Really good. Um, that was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'll talk about that. That's kind of what gave me the idea. I'll, I'll, I don't think you've seen it, right, Cammie? No, I don't watch anything. That's that's what I, I had a feeling. That's fine. I've watched it. I'll kind of t- talk about it. He's an old Marvel comic character from the 70s even, so he goes way back. I did but, look um, into it a little bit. In the, yeah, you can't really, really Google cool it. Really cool design mm-hmm. on the character for sure. Yeah. Oh, and this the show was great. So, you know, the, our show, though, Cammie's going to give us a story. So we've got a nice little story about um, Kanshu, Kenshu, and then we'll have a discussion. So, Cammie, uh, why don't you take it away? Absolutely. During the reign of Ramses II, the pharaoh was gathering tribute from his people when he came upon a rather unusual offering. Most of the princes and chiefs would bring him precious metals such as gold, stones like turquoise and lapsus, and rare wood to adorn his estate. The prince of Becton, however, had a gift way more dear to him, his daughter. Ramses gladly accepted this woman as his wife, and they became quite quite fond of each other. He would do anything to make her happy, and they lived many years as a carefree pair, until one day tragedy struck. It was maybe fifteen years into their marriage, when the prince traveled to the pharaoh to ask for a cure for his other daughter. The queen begged her husband to help, and so he sent his best physician to aid the girl. But upon seeing the state of affairs, the doctor cowered, for he was in the presence of evil. A spirit had taken the body of the girl, and she was incurable through normal means. The prince was determined to see his daughter healed, so he once again went to Ramses to ask him for for a god to intervene. Ramses, the dutiful husband, agreed, and went about to the temple at Thebes to enlist the help of the moon god Kinsu. He entered the temple and spoke to the statue of the god directly about the state of the queen's sister and his need for assistance, and Kinsu, hearing the plea of his devout subject, bestowed upon his likeness the power of healing. The priest, seeing that that was done, bowed the head of the statue of Kenshu twice, and then the idol moved on its own and followed the pharaoh out of the temple into the land of Becton. Kenshu, moving through the golem, after seventeen months of travel, was presented with the girl. He laid his hands on her, and immediately the evil spirit could not bear to be touched by the divine. He leapt from her body and presented himself in his true form. He was awestruck by the god, and asked to have a meal with him and the prince before he left for his homeland. The prince and Gollum obliged the demon, and shared the day dining and walking the city of Becton. And as the sun was setting, the demon returned to his homeland. For this feat, Kinsu was awarded with all the gold and jewels Ramses had gained in tribute, and the moon god was revered throughout Egypt as the most powerful healer of the gods. Yeah. So yeah, it was the the book is the gods of the Egyptians, mm-hmm. and it's also called Studies in Egyptian Mythology, and it's E. A. Wallace Budge. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Khonshu was... It's really cool. So there's kind of like two versions of, of Khonshu that we get like in Egyptian mythology. There's like a an old kingdom and a new kingdom version. Like old kingdom is very like... Um, he, he He's very uh, menacing and, and like a feared god. There's a cannibal him in the pyramid texts, which is one of the main sources for him. Um, it describes him, uh, Ancient Egypt Online um, says it's it's a bloodthirsty deity who helps the deceased king to catch and eat other gods. Um, then the other uh, main primary source, uh, ancient source, is the coffin texts. That describes him as a uh, conchu who lives on hearts. Um, but then evidence from the New Kingdom, he was very gentle and compassionate. So it's it's really funny how he, he has these two sort of versions. And he's depicted, like, a, a lot of times as a child, a child with a lock of hair, specifically, um, sometimes an eagle head as well. And so, it, like, it, it over time, he, he really did change, in, uh, especially in the Ptolemaic period, which is, you know, um, so the pyramid, I'll, I'll, I'll back up, the pyramid texts are from 2350 BCE, while the coffin texts are 300 years later, roughly uh, at 2100 BCE, or 200 years later. So these, I, I was looking into these, they're not um, super complicated, they're basically just um, a collection of prayers, uh, hymns, and spells um, dedicated to protecting dead kings and queens um, very much in line with like what we kind of expect from like pre- preservation mummies, that sort of thing. And uh, it, it's one of the oldest surviving like things that really tells us about what we know of this ancient period, which is incredible. But like, you know, the Ptolemaic um, dynasty, uh, you know, King Alexander 300 BC, he had conquered um, from the Greece all the way into like Egypt and things like that. And then Ptolemy, one of the generals started his own dynasty there. And that dynasty went on for a, a few hundred years and he revered Khonshu even. We actually have the temple of, of uh, I'm, I, I wish I knew how to pronounce it better. Temple of Conch, I think is what it is. And the, it, or, which is a temple of Conchu. Uh, this is around today in uh, Egypt, in Luxor, Egypt. What's cool is uh, archaeologists detected there's tons of blocks and, and parts of the building that don't match that are even, especially during the Ptolemaic period. So it looks like Ptolemy saw this temple understood how important Khonshu was and started rebuilding the temple as it were. I mean, but, you know, again, that was like 300 BC. So like almost 2000 years after the importance of Khonshu in the mythos of it all, which is, it's just kind of wild how, um, how much like ancient Egypt stuck with Alexander and Greek myth and, and how it impressed them. And then, you know, transferred later to the Romans. Anyway, Khonshu, uh, so again, New Kingdom going into sort of um, closer to the present, Khonshu is definitely not as menacing. Um, like I said, usually um, an, an eagle-headed uh, god or or a, a human child um, linked to other divine children like Horus and Shu. Um, he usually has a Minot necklace and a crook and a flail you'll see him um, being depicted with. The name Khonshu sort of means like traveler. When I was reading about Khonshu, there's ways, there's like uh, multi-named Khonshu. So like Khonshu of this, Khonshu of that. I don't know if it necessarily depicts like other Khonshus, but sort of ideas. So like um, the the provider, 
uh, is one like Khonshu the provider is is one of the three names that is mentioned in one thing the coffin text. I ran text. into when I was reading uh, this that kind of broke everything down. They would the guy was studying like hieroglyphs and stuff, mm. so he would put the hieroglyphs in there and he's just like breaking them down. But the Khonshu could or any god could bestow his power on something else. So that's what happened with the the golem basically oh, sure. in the story. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. Like maybe, you know, Kanchu could become something else basically through bestowing yeah. your power. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's kind of like the premise of the Marvel comic too. Oh, is, is it really? Is, yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll go to that really shortly, but like, so yeah, Kanchu, um, he, in general is, is closely associated with the, uh, the moon, but also time, youth and healing, especially like fertility. Um, he's the son of a moon and is also associated with, um, Thoth and, uh, La, uh, he takes the appearance of Law, and it is believed at the beginning of times, um, Thoth was the god of the moon. But through time passing, Thoth became more associated with knowledge and writing. So it's sort of like, hey, I'll be the god of knowledge and writing. You can take uh, the moon. So I, I don't know how like the moon kind of connects with the guardians and travelers things, or if it does. But that's that's what it is. So Kanshu was regarded to protect travelers at night is what we kind of believe. So you're moving, it's hot, desert, you can't go during the day. And then you just hope kanshu has got your back with a nice bright moon to help guide you. So uh, again, older used to be like very aggressive. Later, he was like super chill. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just a kid and I'll, I'll help you out. So, yeah, the the whole the Marvel comics, um, it, it, it started in 75 and it's, it's got an interesting kind of thing. Um, there's this guy, Mark Spector, and he's got a, um, disassociative identity disorder. Um, so I, to put it in a nutshell, he's got multiple personalities, but that's that's a mega nutshell. There's much more to that. And, and some comics, they would incorrectly say he had schizophrenia, which they later like realize that's not what he has. It's it's. He's got like multiple personas inside of his head, um, essentially. And he he made a pact with Khonshu. So Khonshu and, and other Egyptian gods in, in the Disney show will, will have avatars that represent them that they make pacts with. And, and again, they represent them. So Khonshu is really interesting. He's sort of like um, – it's very Batman-y is what it says. Even the Wikipedia entries like Moon Knight described as Batman. And it is very Batman-y in a way. It's about justice, but through vengeance mainly. So Khonshu wants to get the people who did the bad stuff and punish them. Um, but Khonshu could heal. Um, so the, you know, uh, the, the main character, um, he, he super healing, that kind of thing. And, um, Khonshu has like a, a, a bone eagle head in the show. It's very creepy. Very, very creepy. Um, the, I can't, there's a great actor who does his voice um, too. So he's very, he's, it's, I see where the menacing part of Khonshu comes from because he sounds scary and menacing. But the main character, it, it's, it, uh, he has multiple personalities. So when, when he activates his sort of like Khonshu powers, depending on what personality is in control, the appearance of Khonshu uh, or of, of the Moon Knight will appear or differently. So Mark Spector's is the normal one with the hood, like the kind of the crested hood and a uh, nice big cape. Um, but then there's like uh, the more docile um, personality where he's got like a suit on. And then there's like a third one. I, I don't want to go too far into it because the related to the show and, and it's it's really worth watching i think the the best thing about the show too is you really don't have to know anything about marvel right now you wouldn't even really know it was a marvel thing if you weren't aware of it to be honest you would just think it was a superhero show based on egyptian mythology 
Uh, they did say though that he's going to appear in some later, like in connection to uh, other Marvel stuff. So it's kind of cool to see how it'll play in the bigger universe of things. But it's fun that I, I'm glad that you said that about the Egyptian gods bestowing powers and connections and things like that, uh, because that's exactly what what this show is. There's several like ideas and. Um, well, you were saying the depictions too. So there was the child one that you're talking about. There's also yeah. what they called a babe is how he oh, yeah. described it and then there was so it was like the the babe i guess like an actual baby little mm-hmm. baby conchu and then the child conchu and then they had the animal form so those yeah. three depictions would come up oh okay the babe i like that a lot um maybe he's just super attractive i don't know right yeah uh, that's interesting yeah, the babe hey babe what's up <laughs> Yeah, I'll Kanchu. I'll put a, going back to a little bit more of like where he fits in the pantheon. He he's so Amun and uh, Mut are his parents. Amun is is the the Egyptian equivalent of Zeus. So um, Kanchu Kanchu is pretty important, and and his mother is like a direct descendant of Ra. So they're, they're it's it's a tight knit group here and he's pretty high up on the pantheon of things and i i just want to stress the importance of like how old kanchu or kenshu you know kans kenj is the, the pyramid texts and the coffin texts go back to 2600 bce so like super super ancient but it remains incredibly prevalent throughout that like that's the old kingdom going into the new kingdom uh which is also called the Egyptian Empire. Um, I think that's just kind of where, where the it was you know, north and south. I think that's where that really unified. Uh, we, we talked about that a little bit um, during King Scorpion, I want to say. He's been around for a, a really long time, and, and when the Greeks got a hold of it, um, they, they really uh, ate it up as well. It, it was funny. I, I listened. I mentioned this before. There's a um, guy, a Greek professor I listened to, um, Kenneth Harrell. He, he did a really fun book called the fall of the pagans and the origins of medieval Christianity. I didn't listen to all of it, but it kind of talks about like the, the legitimizing of Christianity for the Romans. So like, how do you convince these pagans? Like Christianity is legit. And cause they Romans were like really big on religions being legit. That's what you know, Judaism was accepted because it was so old. And they're like, Oh, they, they circumcised. That's, that's, that's legit. They, they are legit, you know? So, Christianity being like new, they're like, oh, it's just a crazy new cult, that kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, I could totally see, I mean, uh, God going to Egypt, seeing these buildings, seeing these monuments, this, oh, it's so rich, uh, you know, then that's 2000 years ago. So uh, I can't imagine it, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, and it's cool to see that it's still going around, um, today, like with these stories like Moon Knight and it's being really well done. So I, I highly, highly recommend uh, it's on Disney plus the Moon Knight show. Highly recommend checking it out. Um, Oscar Isaac plays the the main characters and he does a really good job. And then the whole, the influence of Egyptian mythology is really fun. They, they did such a good job with pulling it all together. So yeah, Khonshu, um, healing moon protects travelers, baby or a bird, uh, or an Eagle. Um, or Very, just a child. Or a, yeah, or a kiddo with a lock of hair, it specifically says, too. And I looked, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's got a little lock of hair right on there. So, um, yeah, thank you, Cammy, for that story. Uh, it uh, Ramesses third. I, I was saying, was the one who helped build, uh, during his time, built the temple that I mentioned, the one that's still around today. And so it would make sense that uh, he'd be closely associated since the, you know, the emperors or the pharaohs were, like, divine, you know, considered themselves, like, related. So, yeah. Um, 
I think that's about all I've got, uh, Cam Egan. Uh, um, we're going to be working on our next episode soon. I, I think we're trying to get on like a bi-monthly basis. Uh, if you have any suggestions, let us know. We're running through our list of things, and we've definitely got some stuff stacked, but we always welcome new suggestions for shows and things like that. I also think we should revisit some old ones that we never did on video and get those on video as well. Brian, just mistook us bi-weekly. Oh, bi-month. <laughs> Bi-monthly would be every two Bi-monthly months. is what we're doing already. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. Well, we'll try. We'll try and do something. Yes. So, uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Remember, mystery with an IE at Gmail. Our Facebook group's a great way to get in touch with us, too. YouTube comments, all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Instagram? In- Instagram's existing, how's it, yes. How's our MySpace? <laughs> you know, I so, haven't done a MySpace uh, yet. Maybe I should. That's why we haven't blown up. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, everyone. Well, uh, Cammie, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Everyone, we will see you next time. Oh. Oh.